Father, thank you for granting me the favor to get on here and just talk about you. Just talk about you. Because it's all about you. It's all about you. When it comes to how I think, when it comes to how I speak, when it comes to how I live, that's the key word, live. Living life. And that far more abundantly. I thank you so much for always being who you are. You never change. I thank you so much for being the same. Even though we go through many changes in life, you're still the same to help us push past, subdue, persevere. I thank you so much to even endure. If I never realized how much before, I realized how much today, how much Satan really hates me, how much he really hates that I love you, how much he really hates that I've given my life to you, how much that he hates that I praise you, how much he hates that I look up to you, how much he hates that I chose your reality instead of his. He hates that I'm under your influence instead of his. I realize how much he is actually an enemy, but it brings tears to my eyes because I know alongside with you, your perspective of before the foundation and you created him knowing what he would do beforehand and you still went along with the plan that you have already written out and I begin to wonder how can anyone be created from you by you and want to actually be you and even more on top of you and think that that can actually happen. You granted us favor to live, you know, under free will, even in the kingdom, your kingdom, because he thought that way in your kingdom. And... It has my heart to feel like, wow, he really got kicked out. And in all of that time since he's been kicked out, all the way down to my generation, he's still trying to do the same, still kill and destroy. Never give up on wanting to do that. And could strategize and parade and prance as a roaring lion, seeking what area in my life he can devour. And I don't just want you in this conversation, Father. I have authority to include Satan's presence here while I worship you. Because you created him to be a worship leader in your kingdom. The hierarchy, how you had it set up, that he lead and praise and worship 
so he know what it's like to sing and dance, wave his hands and kneel before you all the day long. And I want him invited here right now. Because Satan, I want to say to you in the presence of God, I want you to look at me eye to eye, even though you want to run away. But because of my authority speaking and declaring decree, and so shall it be established that you stand right here. And I want Leviathan, Beelzebub, Asmodeus, and the rest of your demons, all forms of evil principality to be right here while I speak from where I'm from, which also you were created, that this is not a lie. This is actually the truth. This happened indeed. And if I have witnessed what have happened from the kingdom and been here, knowing during that time, those times that you were kicked out and in this middle realm in the earth, I would only say to you, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? God created hell for you and there is no way for you to escape that eternal place of fire, gnashing of teeth and yearning and screaming, not able to ever escape that as your reality. And you know that you are doomed. Growing up as a little girl, I used to wish that you stop with that. Being such a hater filled with hate. That we just enjoy being who we are without you even trying to seek areas in our lives that you can devour. What area can you still kill to try to destroy us? And I thank God that we always win. But God has created us to live under free will. And you have no choice but to listen to me, even with the chains that are bounding you. You try to attack our mind, our memory, our heart, our soul, our spirit, and our body daily. But what do you get out of that, Satan? Why God is right here. He said, I can talk to you. What do you get out of that? Are you that angry that you can't go back in the kingdom that you try to keep us away from God? But I thank God that he so loved us that he gave. You didn't know that it was going to take that for us to be brought back. But I thank God that's our reality. It's like a forever base. But for you to do what you do, you know you are dead wrong. How did you even have that thought being created the way that you were in the kingdom? I seen you in your identity. You came down the steps and sat at the table and you sat in front of me and you just looked at me like I know I'm doomed. 
but I have to remember to not be heartbroken because my heart is fixed concerning even the way that you think. God is right here watching me talk to you because I asked God, Satan, I want to see a picture of all the archangels together. The ones we read and hear about, you know, often are Gabriel, Raphael, and Mikael, which we call Gabriel, Raphael, and Michael, and then you, Lucifer, at the time. And God said, Kunisha, I don't want to show you a picture of all four of them. Because if you've seen how I created Satan compared to how he looks now, you wouldn't be able to take them. <laughs> I, I know my love put you to shame. Because I'm filled with love. I'm full of love. No matter if you are or hate. I really wish that it was a way you can rededicate and become saved. That you can go back home and not receive your punishment forever. Because I come from a place of love and that only but you walk around every day trying to hurt me, hinder me, disrespect me, lie on me, manipulate things against me, rob me, all kinds of things you would try to do on a daily basis. And sometimes I have let you. But I thank God that I drink from a well where I will never thirst again. And I eat at the master's table where I will never go hungry again. I hate the fact that you are an enemy. When you were created as an archangel to be a part of me, I would have loved to spend time with you. But you took all of that away from me. And God said, tell him how you feel. I really wish that you never done that, Satan. I really wish that you were still Lucifer. Because knowing that here in the earth, when I go home, I don't know about the recognition, but I know that me knowing that you're supposed to be there and not there, that's not good to feel. So that wouldn't be in my recognition, nor my memory. But knowing that here... Because you are here in the middle round, I really wish that you could have stayed by not thinking the thoughts that you have thought. If you just waited to see what God had more for you and the demons that left, there were angels who left with you who regret ever doing that. You can't go but so far on what you're trying to do with anyone due to a level of evil influence because there's always a set day and time that we recognize that we don't want your reality. So I just wanted to get on here and record this moment because 
I don't hate you. I don't hate, I never could ever hate you no matter how much you hate me because you're from where I'm from. I wish you never done that. When I was seven, eight years old, I was always taught that if you have a disagreement with someone, you sit down and talk it over as a peer mediator. And I used to try to sit down with you and God and try to discuss how can I get you back home again? How can I cause this to, you know, stop? And God never said anything because he already knew that it's already finished. But he know my heart concerning everything, everyone. And for you to influence people's minds to commit crimes, to walk in lust and walk in fear and guilt and lack of knowledge, it's because they released and they willed over their power, their authority that was given from God over to you to use it against them. How can you ever think like that, being born from God, being created, not born, being created from God? I'm talking to you because God said, tell him how you feel. He needs to hear if that's how you feel, Quinesia. I wish that you didn't or you don't be the way that you are. You hate me with a vengeance. And I said, why so much? Why even? We always taught that he's the enemy. Why are you our enemy? Why you hate us so much because you got kicked out because of jealousy? Every evil, even evil deed that you try to portray us with because that's who you actually are. But you wasn't created that way. You were created that way. You hate me because I'm full of love. I'm filled with love. I'm filled with love and you see it. Every day, every second, you see love when you see me. You see faith when you see me. You see God's strength, God's might when you see me. You see where you were from when you see me. And I wish that you were still there. I don't wish that you go to hell. I'm not glad that you're going to hell. I'm not glad that you're doomed. You know that my love puts you to shame because many wouldn't come to you about any of the things that I'm coming to you with now. But when I see Gabriel, Mikael, and Raphael, now I understand why God called you Lucifer. But that's a bright morning star. And now you are the darkest of them all. And... Every day you like that. What would it be like if you say, you know, I I just don't want to be like this anymore. Even though I know hell is afforded unto me, but I give up trying to kill, steal, and destroy. You won't give up doing that. I just wanted to get on here. God say, record this moment because I want you to, Quinesia. Because what you say naturally recorded is always recorded in the kingdom and I'm going to play this back for you but I'm going to polish it where you don't feel 
remorse. You don't feel saddened. You don't feel heavy hearted because that's not in my kingdom. You're just going to give me praise because of salvation instead. Hallelujah. And I said, Satan, how dare you? How dare you to do something like that? You go around trying to take us out, trying to take us out every day, doing things to try to take us out. And then when I talk like this, you want to run away. But my voice chases you where you cannot hide or run from me. You can never hide or run from me, Satan. You really try to hide, but you can't because I'm alongside with God and I see you for who you are. But I wish that you wasn't like that. I would love to have heard or can hear the songs that you have ministered in the kingdom when you were doing that. How you led the choirs into worship. Even the day led up to God going to Christ on his throne about the conversation. Now it's time to make man in our own image. God knew that that statement would cause your attention. And in the wrong way. Because he knew beforehand. God created the man before he named him Adam. God called him the man and given him authority to name every living creature, every living thing. And after he named it, that's when he was called by name Adam. And Eve was only called the woman until you deceived her. And God has told them what happened by eating from the wrong tree, the wrong fruit. And Adam gave Eve the name Eve. God didn't call her Eve. He gave Adam the authority and the right to give her that name. But God given Adam the name Adam. And if Adam never fell short then that means that we will live here in the middle realm forever. But that shows how much God lives from the end to the beginning. Because the earth was always set up to wither away. Because had we lived here forever due to Adam not falling short, it wouldn't have been no need for another man that we would prosper. Because of one man, we were made sinners because under your influence. It wouldn't have been no need because of Christ we were made righteous. It wouldn't have been no need for salvation, redemption, restoration, and restitution of all things. It wouldn't have been no jubilee. It wouldn't have been no exodus, no way of an escape. We was already going according to God's will. But because God knew beforehand, he knew how to create the earth. 
Because if we lived here forever, where would that put Christ to go to prepare a place for us? It would be instead God would create us in his kingdom to live already in spirit and truth forever. It wouldn't have been no soul or no flesh. But he created in the earth, spirit, soul, and body because of salvation. Because he knew beforehand what you will already do. If we lived here forever because Adam never fell short, then how will we even get back home if Christ didn't have to come due to him preparing a place to come back to receive us? So I thank you, Father, for beforehand. I said what I had to say to Satan, and he's looking very pitiful. The love puts him to shame because he remembers. You stripped him away from every good thing, but you didn't take away his memory. He remembers the word. He remembers how you create him. He remembers how he worshiped and praised. He remembers the conversation that you had with Christ. Now it's time to make mine. It took you, Father, to bless John when doing his execution. Many of them were crucified in different ways and stoned like Stephen. Before he was even stoned, he said, I put my spirit in your hands. In your hands, I command my spirit to be. He gave up the ghost. And Peter, he was to be crucified. And Peter wanted to be crucified downwards because he didn't see himself being equal with Christ to have the same type of crucifixion to be upward. And John, they had him to be dipped in hot oil in a tank that would burn his body, skin raw, deep, that it kills him instantaneously. But when he fell into the tank by them placing him there, he was able to crawl back out without even being scorched by the heat of the oil. And they didn't even try to attempt to dip them back in there again. Instead, they jailed him in the island away from other people in Greece. The island of Patmos, which is a very small island in Greece. Wasn't even a place where everybody go. And it took you, Father, to bring John there to give him a revelation due to a writing revelation. He wrote about the seven seals, which, which, which represent the seven churches. And how Satan came out of the water with multiple heads of a dragon. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And John spoke about the war in heaven. Before man was even created, you gave John that revelation in the island of Patmos. And before you created man, there was a war in heaven. After you said to Christ, let us make man, Satan got pissed. And in that war, Michael stood up, which is the chief in the army of you. 
And it wasn't like it was no rumble fist to fist. Satan wouldn't even, even attempt to come near Michael. Because Michael created to defend you as Jehovah Nisi. Raphael is created to defend you as Jehovah Jireh, our provider who provides comfort. And Gabriel is the one who provides you as El Elyon, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah. The one who gives insight, provisions, revelations, dreams and visions, prophecies beforehand. And every time Gabriel, which is Gabriel, is present, you always release a spiritual birth or a natural birth that's about to take place that would change the generation for the better. Even when it came to Hannah, Sarah, Mary, many others as well. And Satan was created to be the one to lead us into worship. That's a very important responsibility because we live to worship. And he wanted to be worshiped. It went to his head in your kingdom, which reminds me of how you granted us the ability to live under free will. And because of salvation, no one in the kingdom will ever want to will themselves outside of your will ever again. And those who drink from water that would never go thirsty again and eat where they never go hungry again would never exit out of your will. I just want to say thank you. All of this is real. My praise, my worship don't come from what I've been through, no deliverance, no anything. It comes from who you are in spite of what I have done to bring me out of it, showing that you are faithful to and able to perform it. That's where my worship and my praise so greatly come from, sitting so still in your presence, like today in the altar. That wasn't my plan. That is your plan for me. Because I wasn't just there for me. I was there for all. All means all. Because we leave no man behind. Because you're just that faithful and able to perform it. I can never look at anyone and say, that's it for you. You're going to hell. No. Because of Christ, when he died, we did. And when he rose, we have risen with him. Whether we are aware or not. And that's the purpose of a missionary is to allow people to feel and encounter you that there's no way of an escape. I used to be so frustrated. I've never been so frustrated these last couple of months as to how you have my life to be because it didn't look like anything was happening. 
but all you were doing is showing me how to live based upon the values of life and not the values, quote unquote, of the issues of life. So all I have is to depend on you. You took everything away that I could depend on that or myself to even release that. Because how can you be my provider and I'm working and I'm doing things to provide for myself? So you have me to discover my true identity from your perspective, not any type of earthly way and try to stamp your word on top of it. I'm not living to just say I know you, I praise you. I go to church, I read my word, I fast and pray. But it's more deeper than that. It's about too much is given. And what is given? Your truth. And what's to be required? To remain that way, walking in truth. I cannot say that when Christ died, I died. And when Christ rose, I rose. And then I live from the death of Christ and I die to the resurrection power. I cannot speak words of death and then lie down the words of life that's taking communion unworthily. If you say, love you with all your heart, your soul, your mind, all your strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself, if I don't love everybody the same as you love me, I have nothing. There's no need to work on an attitude or how I treat people, how I respond to people if the old man has passed away. How can I try to work or work on becoming better from the old man when that has passed away? So what happens is your perspective is any time that you can see, hear, and understand, then you are changed. And not just you change, but you are aware that you are the change. So you love those who don't love you back, even though it don't feel good. Because even Christ felt rejected in his own hometown. Sometimes a hard heart towards us can cause us to separate or you can put us away because we're not able to even be heard or even release you from a person who don't even care for you. Do the vessel because they choose not to hear from the vessel because they don't honor or value it. You said, feed my sheep. And you never said what condition the sheep will be in. We look at sheep just, you know, all together on one accord and, you know, bye-bye and eating you know, solid food, drinking milk. There are some sheep who don't even know about solid food or even milk. There are some sheep that are angry, disgusted with themselves, gossipy, angry, envious, jealous, backbiting, backstabbing, unforgiving, angry, treacherous, and you still say feed. You said to me, Father, that you couldn't have chosen any of Jesse's sons for the encounter to be anointed because they all was, you know, brought up to love and serve God. But you chose 
David because he was what? Attending a sheep. Now, if he was to be considered or even understood correctly, spiritually, Jesse and his wife, which is David's mother, would have had him already with the brothers that you had them to prepare for the visitation to see who's to be anointed. It's not like they wasn't aware of the visitation. But Jesse didn't see David fit. Leave him out because he's younger. He's attending the sheep. He do what he does. Not even aware why he's out there. He's already preparing to be anointed as king. And I thank you so much for that reality. David worship due to the Psalms. So amazing. One minute he's saying, Father, get my enemies, punish them, kill them, destroy them who are against me. He go running high for those who seeking to kill him. Even Saul was. He went from playing the heart for Saul to calm him down to now you want to kill me because you're envious of my anointing. He had to flee and run away. And then you'll give him a revelation. And then he'll say, lift up your hands, lift up your heads. My only desire is to worship God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I will lift up my eyes to the hill, which cometh my help, my help coming from the Lord, the Lord who may have in earth. He said he will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee, he would not slumber nor sleep. He would not slumber nor sleep. And whenever you have me to roar, like you say in your word, is I'm interceding on the behalf of your kingdom while you're on your throne. And it stands you all up to your feet because that sound paralyzes every evil principality. Hmm. Satan is watching from afar what I say unto you and still looking, how can I come in to cause her to shut up? How can I cause her to be quiet? Stop hearing from you. Stop going in different realms of what I am doing to know what I'm doing to cast them down. Every time she declared the creative thing, it's always established. She's aware of the establishment. And here I am back in return. How can you, how dare you to even think that way when you know I'm created from the one who created you? What do you expect? Think I'm not going to have authority for the one who is an authority? Who authorized me to have authority? You're mad because you're not human? That's all it's about, Satan. You're mad because you're not human? Because you got mad when God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. So you were mad because you went in an image and likeness? How dare you? Many people are called to release their gifting to people who want to hear and being invited to hear because they want to. 
But there are many people, as you have me, to go places where people don't even expect you to show up. Hmm. You sent me around vampires. They were teenage vampires. White t-shirts and blue jeans. They all hot. And when I came around, they all said, the fangs came out of their teeth. The fangs of vampire, vampirism, which is Satanism. Satanic. Very satanic. And you said, don't be afraid of sudden fear. So that means that I wasn't afraid, but the fear was around. And I just charged them. It was in me to charge them. I ran towards them and they ran for me. Hmm. I'm speaking up for all people. No matter how you live. If you're transgendered, I want to hear your testimony. If you're racist, I want to hear your testimony. If you consider yourself to be an atheist, I want to hear your testimony. If you like to murder, if you're an arsonist, I like to hear your If you're selfish, unforgiving, angry, if you're a street pharmacist, if you're on drugs, I want to hear your testimony because I have mine to release unto you about the good news. I'm not a Samaritan. I'm not created in Samaria. But I am a good steward. And I'm going to release good news. Everybody has a testimony. No matter if you killed or was a mass murder of 58 people, you have a testimony. And many people who carried out those acts been through a lot of trauma in their life. And they didn't see no way of an escape that was always there available. Hallelujah. You have me to hear many people's encounters when they exit their body in your presence, Christ, who commit all those crimes and even commit suicide or anything like that. They will always say the same thing. I didn't know it was going to be like that. I had no idea. I didn't see it coming. I wish I could change it. And now they're in the kingdom. They have already been changed. People out here preaching that people are in hell, but Satan not even there. <laughs> How can someone be when he's not even, it's, it's created for him. He's not even there yet. He only go to hell, you said to me, Father, when Christ come back for the final judgment. And you know what's so amazing? Out of everybody in the Bible that I read about, only two people that you have me to read so far, Enoch and Elijah were taken up in a whirlwind. That's amazing. Christ was even in a tomb. But you know what's so amazing? Is that his body was never buried because he got up in the flesh. Ooh, that's powerful. And guess what, Father? He appeared in the flesh every time. He got up. He walked around the town. People not even noticing that it's him. 
Because their hearts were so hard not to believe. He didn't get up. So you're not going to even consider to know that, that even, that's even him. He told the disciples, on the third day, I'll meet you in Galilee. On the third day, they were still in Jerusalem crying because he was murdered. He was crucified. Crucified. He even appeared in the flesh in front of all of them again when Thomas came. If you're Christ, look at him dead in the eye. If you're Christ, let me see something. He showed his, you know, his body part where he had him to touch. And he said, I believe. He said, blessed is a man who believe and have not seen. Hmm. He always came back in the flesh. He never came back in the spirit. And thing is, I begin to meditate and observe the word when it comes to Christ coming and they having encounters with him. They always saw him to appear due to, I mean, ascending, no, descending from the kingdom. But they never saw him to ascend. They always saw him to appear like when he was at the seaside making fish and you understand preparing the fish while they were toiling all night to get fish and it took him to release that miracle cash a net on this side of the ship this boat and it took Peter and John to recognize that's Christ Peter took his garments off that were holding him back and he dived in and jumped and swam and they all came they weren't that far away they didn't even know that was him sitting right there before them because they thought he was dead but well, because no one could do a miracle like that but him, they realized that this is Christ who came. No one ever asks, you still come back in the flesh? How is it that you coming back in the flesh when heaven is of spirit? It's so amazing. The last time that Christ, even when he transfigured in the presence of Moses and Elijah in front of a couple of disciples, it's so amazing that it was he was still in the flesh. Still in the flesh. The last day, which is the day of oh, I got it. I got it. A revelation. Ah, the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost. From that day forward, he never came back again. Hmm. Because he released to them the comfort of. Mmm, that's good. That's good. That's good. So good. So that means the day that he released Holy Spirit upon them, he exited out the flesh in the kingdom and with spirit. But you put his flesh, his body up, you know, you know, up very well because it cannot be in the earth because if it's in the earth, it's going to wither away. It's going to rot. And it cannot be rotten if he's going to get back in it to receive us back again. Mm. And I said, Christ, how come everybody always saw you ascend but never descend? And Christ said to me, word from birth. Christ, come on, you know, Mike. He said, because I want to save that encounter for when I come back to receive you all again. If I came back over and over in the flesh, and people saw me to descend. When he said came back, he mean if I descended in the flesh, when I came back to have visitations with them, 
they wouldn't have taken it, you know, seriously enough. Even if it had been written down, you wouldn't take it seriously enough when I do come back to receive you back. It's just like saying, if you keep seeing something that I'm trying to make special, you're not going to consider it to be so special because you're so used to seeing it. So how about I never do it until that day off so you can see it for the very first time? Ah, so your body is put away very special in the kingdom. Do you walk passion? You know what's so amazing? You don't even know the hour or time when God will send you back to come and receive us. But you can discern because you said... When I do come back, I will be exalted amongst the land. I will, I will be exalted amongst the earth. You're not fully exalted yet, so we have some time. I love that. God say, educated. Yeah, I'm educated. He said, see what happened when you be at home, come alongside with me? And you talking about going out, doing this and doing that. You have to discover who you are by knowing who I am so I can send you out there to release the knowledge. Many of us out here, Doing a will and the work of God. Let me just say this. Doing a work of God and not even aware of who we are or who God is. And many people look at us like we're just like them, those of the world. We saying the same things they're saying. You're saying you're sick and you, you know, walking with God. So why would I even try to bother to walk with him if I got to go through what I'm going through over here? That's like it's more trouble being added unto me. Mm. Persecution is good. Thank you, Paul. Mm, thank you, Jude. Thank you, John. Thank you, Titus. Mm, thank you, all of you in the Bible. Thank you, all of you, period. Persecution is good. Mm. Tribulations are good. Mm. <laughs> They're very beneficial. Why? Because they build up our character. Because endurance is good. Perseverance is good. Oh, I love you. No, I don't want a hot dog. How can I say no to you? It's a hot dog from the kingdom. It's not like the hot dog tea. Because you got you to gotta try this hot dog. Okay? It's not like how you guys make it. You got to try this steak. It's not how you guys make it. We don't slaughter animals here. But even though I have you to do that there in the earth, no one be slaughtered here. That's a bad thing. You get a very good proper taste. Even better. Yeah. Thank you, Father. I appreciate that. God said, I got some things for you, Kredisha, that taste just like, but it's not even from that animal. Mmm. You wouldn't think it's not. Ooh. <laughs> but can you give me those recipes? And God said, mmm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with eating meat because God have us to, even Christ, you know, have. The thing is, what is your reason for not eating meat? Is it because that you love animals? Or is it because you feel like it's wrong to do? You got to know your motive. Because the thing is, if you think that it's wrong to do to eat animals, do we have any idea how many animal products and the other things other than eating food that we receive every day? Makeup, oils, grease, products. You know, fabrics. There are animal products just about in everything. You understand? So you might not eat it, but you may be lying on it. You may be putting it on your skin. You may be putting it on your lips. You may, you understand? Seriously. Hmm. So God say, know what you're doing. 
Someone told me way back when I was a teenager, I was about to fix a whole chicken, my first whole chicken. And they were like, you're going to fix that? Don't you eat that meat. That's not healthy. I said, oh, you big on health? Yeah. That's why you don't eat meat? No. So why do you smoke? Oh, I never looked at it like that, of course. <laughs> of course, that was Holy Spirit. You'd be better off eating meat than smoking. You understand? You'd be better off eating meat than speaking wrongful about others. You'll be better eating meat than backbiting, backsliding. You'll be better eating meat than being quick to speak and slower to hear instead of being, you know, slower to speak and quicker to hear. Being quicker to speak. You'd be better off eating meat. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. But if you love animals, really do research regarding the products that we use. Hallelujah. <laughs> Seriously. Hallelujah. It's my time for now. I said much. So much. <laughs> God say rich. You are rich. You know you're rich before you become rich. I know, Father. Many want to be rich before they even become rich. You have eternal richness. Therefore, I'm adding on the richness of God. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Thank you. Every wrong has been made right, Quenisha. Thank you. I got you. Thank you. You care about everybody at the same time. Yes, Father. I want to start with the impossibilities, though. Like the places where, you know, many wouldn't want to go, you know, around the people who really feel like, you know, there's no hope. There's no way. I want to, I want to start with those places. I'm just so hungry, too. Yeah. Let's do that. I say, okay, that's what you said. That's what you said. <laughs> you put it in my heart to say, and I'm saying it back to you. You only move by what you have already said. Thank you. Greater is in us. He's in the world. Thank you guys for listening to me. Just release <laughs> and respond. <laughs> I love you.